0: I'm Jill Griffin, and this is the Career Refresh podcast. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and strengths coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups. And today, I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence and visibility, and reset your career with actionable steps towards a finer future. Ready? Let's do it. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for all the feedback on the Executive Presence Podcast. I was kind of overwhelmed at how many of you reached out and said that that was really helpful. I love that it resonated with you, and it's why I do what I do and put this content out into the world. I'm hoping that what I'm sharing with you will help you on your career journey. This week, talking about career journeys, I want to talk about ideas, strategic thinking, and how to tap into your unique strengths to generate ideas. And as we round towards the end of the calendar year, many of you are already thinking about next quarter, next year, what needs to get done, the goals, where you want to focus. It's awesome. Beautiful. I love it. I want to offer you a way to generate ideas, to break through some of that conventional thinking so that as you are approaching your goals for next quarter or next year, you have a fresh perspective and a fresh take. When I worked in agency land, I often held titles with a functionality of strategy or innovation, content creation, content strategy. And over the years, there was so many colleagues, clients, peers would ask me, how did I become an idea machine? It was kind of funny because I never really thought about it. And while some of this is definitely based on natural talents, I think I was successful because I worked out a process and then I taught others how to generate ideas too. So teaching others how to hone their ideation skills really, for me, was about knowing how to leverage your own unique strengths and, of course, then creating a process for generating ideas that works with your personality and your strengths. When you lean into your strengths and leverage what you have versus what you don't have, you really open up this space for ideas. It's an inspiration space. It's a growth mindset. And you start to get into a place of what's possible versus comparing yourself to a colleague and wondering why you don't do it the way they do it. Here's what I mean. If you're known for being adaptable, then you want to make sure that you have done the work and that you've emptied out your your any of your biases, any of your judgments, and that you're coming in to an ideation session or a conversation as a clean vessel. You want to be in the moment, and you want to be able to adapt to new information. Because you have this unique sense of being able to sense and receive what's going on around you, you'll be able to adapt to new ideas in the room and make connections that others don't. If you're coming, let's say, from a strength of focus, then knowing the destination of where you want to go and getting clear in what it is that you're ideating and solving for is going to bring out your best talents. And if you're someone who's known as like a maximizer, then you're best partnering with others and finding ways to hold everyone in their highest excellence because you have a keen eye for knowing how to turn things that are good into excellence. And if you're more of a futuristic thinker, you're probably coming from a place where you're seeing the challenges today that then sort of have roots towards tomorrow's ideas. And you're going to bring a level of inspiration and hope to others. So stay in that mindset because it's very motivating for those that are around you. And if you're strong on the empathy front, well, you're going to be needed to bring that almost sixth sense that you have. The, The ability to name and communicate what others are seeing, feeling, thinking. You'll use your strength to build connections between ideas and teams. And if you're super analytical, then you'll be able to make sense of the world by studying it. You study success. And by doing so, you help others understand what excellence is, what they are striving for. You bring that creative thinking into ideation sessions. And again, you're going to help people see what success is. Look, you can easily Google for a list of strengths and see what you align to or you can take the Gallup Clifton Strengths assessment. You can work with a coach like me to really help you uncover your unique talents. The point is you want to amplify your strengths. You don't want to fall in the trap of comparing yourselves to others. They're going to bring their magic and you're going to bring yours. And that's what makes you incredibly unique and valuable to any team. So now I do want to dig into some of the tools that I've used to generate ideas. One of the, Best ways that I've used over the years to come up with ideas is by absorbing a lot of inspiring examples. This is not just consumption, right? It's not just like looking at everybody what everybody else is doing. It's about absorbing and being in a place of inspiration. It's getting out of your normal routine. This could be taking a break in your workday, taking a walk. But if you do, it's not about listening to a podcast, although I would like you to listen to me. Um, it's about being. It's about being and thinking, You have the time, and if you have the time and the access, go to a museum, a local art gallery, or even your local library. Julia Cameron, the author of The Artist's Way, calls these sessions artist dates. The artist date is not meant to be overtly artistic. Think more mischief than mastery. Artist dates fire up imagination. They spark whimsy. They encourage play. And since art is about the play of ideas, they feed our creative work by replenishing our inner well of images and inspiration. And I know this might sound crazy, but on days off, I literally would grab a notebook, a book, and like a bag and my wallet and just go to the end of the corner and be like, okay, where do I want to go? Or if I was driving, same thing, like, where should I go? And just sort of letting the day unfold with a couple hours or unfold and see what inspiration I tap into. Another way for getting juices flowing is to engage in a conversation refresh. This is anywhere from extending outside of your normal circle to reach out to someone on social media using LinkedIn, you know, finally joining a meetup group or any of the groups on LinkedIn, setting up that connection and networking. It's so important to create those dates. And if that feels weird or awkward to you, just break it down into what I always look at as a framework of three, two, one. Three questions, two people, one hour at a time, or one email at a time, or one conversation at a time. Break it down. When you chunk it down, it makes it much more manageable. This construct, again, is enormously helpful for when you are wanting to socialize in a new way, but perhaps you feel stuck or frozen and you need a little jolt of fresh thinking. Even watching a movie or playing a game with a child or an elder can really engage in a conversation refresh. I would also attend thought leadership conferences that often had nothing to do with my day job. Things like the 99U conference, PSFK, um, I've done the Feel Good Festival, Health 2.0, Wellness 2.0, Food 2.0. Clearly, there's a theme. All of these things interest me. And because they had nothing to do with my day job, they really got me out of the problems that I was trying to solve in the day. But then I would think about the concepts or solutions that I learned at any of these events. And then I would be like, okay, how could that apply back to my day job? How could I apply them to my current responsibilities or the current challenge at hand? And sometimes the things that I would come up with were ridiculous, (laughs) totally out there. But other times it was pure genius. The reality is that when you're constantly staying with the same people, the same platforms, the same ideas, the same systems, you're going to get into a rut. New people don't know the way that you think or your way of being. So you're going to have to rethink your inner and outer monologue in order to communicate with them. And this offers a possibility of a new perspective. Okay, third tip, read books. (laughs) Get lost in a bookstore, wander aisles, explore. And throughout this entire pandemic, I began to read history books that were either written from the female perspective by a female author or other times it was about the account of the wife or the female partner and their involvement in the history. This provided a completely new perspective that I definitely would not have stumbled upon unless I sought it out. Next, digging into tools and websites that can lead to new patterns or concepts. Look, how many times have you clicked on an article and then you keep clicking and you're like, what's this rabbit hole I'm going down? I need to go back. But what if you did it with a little bit of a purpose, right? You started to key in words into a search engine or you going to sites like Answer the Public, um, looking up words in Urban Dictionary, One Look or even using books like Sticky Wisdom, um, Making Ideas Happen, or Tinker Toys. All of these books have provided pivot for me, and they're they're easily accessible at your fingertips. And again, it's about going into the the unexplored that you've, or going into the place that you've previously unexplored. Next, I like structured exercise. Setting a timer and coming up with 20 ideas on a specific topic or challenge is an exercise that you will get better with over time. And in the beginning it may be slow, but soon you'll find yourself like filling up the page and blowing through the writing because ideas will start flowing. It takes practice to exercise your brain this way. And some of your ideas may be terrible, but it's not about editing in the moment. It's about finding flow and finding the gems. I also would suggest doing this exercise with a partner or a few teammates because afterwards, it's a great way to collaborate and cross-pollinate ideas. Sharing them helps improve the ideas and create new ideas. Okay, the number one tip for generating ideas, meditation. But you probably knew that if you've been following me for a while. Getting quiet, finding time to quiet that mind. It may seem counterintuitive, but writing down a question or a solution that you want to solve for, then meditating for five or 10 minutes. And then when you come out of the meditation, do a free write, meaning write with, you might start writing like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but then start asking yourself, well, what would you do right now if you had the answer? What would you do differently if you had the answer? And how would you act or be? Finding time to be bored not overscheduling yourself and having space in your day is one of the most powerful ways to really tap into some level of super thinking. Often if I'm doing meal prep or, you know, I'm in the kitchen, I really like it quiet because I just want to see what's possible when I'm doing something that is mindless yet repetitive, like chopping vegetables, but at the same time, letting my brain run for it. It's a really great time, and you'll see how much creativity will come up when you start to shut out all the other noise. And lastly, remember, there's a quote from Thomas Edison, I'm sure you've heard it before, that genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. Once you have the idea, the heavy lifting comes next. Dedication, focus, accountability, perseverance is making ideas happen. Deploying the action method, which is really a simple framework for where you outline steps, you get clear on the hot items as well as the back burner items, you collaborate and discuss with others, you list key milestones, and then you know, as Seth Godin would say, when you're going to ship. This is how you make ideas happen. You have to have a bias for action. Try it, my friends. You will be surprised at what happens over time. Yes, these tips do require a bit of energy, but it's the formula for generating ideas. You need to give your brain time and space and maybe even some boredom to work its magic. All right, my friends, let me know what you uncover by implementing these tips. And if you have any of your own, please share them with us. Before I wrap, I wanted to let you know that I am launching a career strengths group coaching program that will help you leverage your strengths, Get clear on your skills and values. It'll help you create a career narrative. It'll help you answer interview questions, know where you need to step into projects at work, and know what your purpose is and where you want to go forward. This is so essential, whether you're staying in your job or going to your next job, knowing and having a career strategy, and then knowing what you want to do and how to leverage your strengths is one of the most impactful things that I have done personally and what all my clients do also. I will put the link to get on the list for more information in the show notes. Okay, have a great week and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Career Refresh podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want more career and mindset tips, get on my email list by going to jillgriffincoaching.com. I'll also put that link in the show notes. But before you go, please rate and review this podcast as it helps me get the word out to people everywhere so they can also thrive in the workplace. I'll see you next time.